Welcome to the Ultradent Products Podcast. Today's guests are Dr. Phil Brown of Draper, Utah, and Steve Gerber from Ultradent's International Sales Department. They will be discussing the history of cements, including resin-based cements and Ultradent's own Permaflow DC. Hi, my name is Dr. Philip Brown. And I'm Steve Gerber. And today we're going to talk about dental cements and the evolution where they've come and uh, what we have today, a lot of choices. Historically, as dentists, for the last 150 years, the, uh, the main bearer of uh, cementation procedures was zinc phosphate. Not too long ago, 20 or 30 years ago, polycarboxylates came along, and of course there were some silica cements along the way. Now, typically these cements um, were chemical cured or autopolymerizing. Most of them were acid-base reaction. They weren't like some of our resin cements that we talk about today. Now, of these cements, most are powder-liquid combinations. And, of course, with a powder and liquid, you have to dispense one, dispense the, the liquid. You need a mixing pad, a spatula. Anytime you spatulate cement, you incorporate air. Okay, so there's a weakness in the cement by the time you deliver it. Um, also, when the assistants, uh, watch your assistant the next time she dispenses any powder liquid cements. If they don't fluff them, fluff the powders, like with alginate, you get irregular ratios, and then you get either a fast set or a very slow set, depending on what type of cement. So there are even uh, complications with the old systems. Um, and of course, if, if you have to mix it, then you had to have some means of delivering it inside the mouth for, say, a post-delivery or inside a crown with an instrument. So another problem with a lot of these older cements, uh, you had to have cold or chilled glass slabs. Dr. Brown, you mentioned that those are some of the old technology, the older products. What are the new primers and the new cements? What are they made of or, or what is their what is the advantage of them versus the older older ones? Well, there's an interesting evolution from the zinc phosphate and polycarboxylate. Uh, Dr. Gordon Christensen talks about this as well. In the 70s and 80s, the glass ionomers came about. Um, a good cement at the time, a powder-liquid ratio. And not long after that, a resin-modified GI uh, glass ionomer composite came about, which basically was a glass ionomer. And they took some BIS-GMA or UDMA resin and added to it so that it had better mechanical properties. Um, and of course, today we have resin cements, um, Panavia, Reliax, ARC, uh, Calibra, Variolink, Nexus, Permaflow DC from Ultradent. So there's a lot of resin cements on the market. So the newest generation of flowable composites and cements is resin-based, is that correct? Well, no, actually, Grasshopper. The newest ones are, are the um, self-etching cements like Maxem from Kerr and uh, Unisem from 3M. Now, these newest ones kind of um, are etch, adhesive, and cement all in one. Um, they're not doing real well in testing, uh, but they're simple and uh, they're probably okay for some indications, but they have some glass ionomer properties and they have some resin property, but they also have some acid in them. So 
Uh, they're very complicated chemistry and that's why a lot of them are unstable. If you go to the IADR website, IADR.org, and look up Maxem from Kerr, um, you'll see um, a, a chemist I used to work with, uh, Eugene Kwan, actually published as an employee for Kerr shear bond strength of these new self-etching cements. Uh, the self-etching cement had a bond strength of 14 megapascals using the ultradent jig method of, of testing. Our Permaflow DC, I just tested last week, and it's about 40 to 45 megapascals. So you can see that to Denton, these new self-etching, and this is their own publication from Kerr um, at IADR.org, um, is what about one third the bond strength of a traditional etch primers and resin cement so yes today we want to just talk mainly about resin cements because they have so many advantages over glass ionomer and resin modified glass ionomers and we're talking permaflow dc from ultradent tell me what, what are the main features about this well the nice thing with permaflow dc is that you don't need a mixing pad you don't need a spatula um, it's centrifuged uh, when it's manufactured, so there's no air. It's basically like uh, delivering PVS through a mixing tip. There's no air. It's fully mixed. It's ready to go. No other instruments. Uh, you can syringe it right into the inside of a crown before you bond it. Um, if you're bonding a post, we recommend syringing it with uh, like an endoese tip into the canal before placing the post. In other words, a lot of dentists do what, what I like to call the dip and hope method. They mix up some cement, they dip the post in it, and then hope some cement gets down the canal that they have prepared for the post. What you should be doing is just like a PVS impression. Syringe the cement into the canal from the bottom up, and then let the post displace the excess. So yeah, Permaflow DC actually has a lot of indications between inlays, onlays, stainless steel crowns, actually any metal crown, um, all porcelain, uh, bridges or crowns. But what's one thing I like about Permaflow DC, you have a cement or looting agent and a core buildup all in one. All right, let, let me ask again. Let me just go back. Permaflow DC is a dual cure composite looting restorative resin. And you can use it in what kind of procedures? Tell me again the different procedures that you would use this in. The, the most popular uses would be cementations of crowns, inlays, onlays, and post-cementations. Okay. Now, what's nice is, let's go back to the post. I've, I've syringed Permaflow DC into the canal. I put the post, and I can light cure it, which will hold the post in place. And now I can just keep building up. Um, around the post with Permaflow DC. I kind of compare it to like building an ice cream cone. Just keep circling it around the post, hit it with the light periodically to hold it, and you've done your cementation, the post placement, and build up all with one material. Most dentists will have a cement for the post and let that set and then get out another core material um, separately. And since it's dual cure, you can set it on demand with an LED light or a halogen light. So the the curing light will give you an immediate set. Is that a surface set? And then how long for the rest of it to uh, set permanently? Well, when, when you're doing the buildup, you're just gelling or kind of freezing the surface 
uh, by light curing it so it doesn't run down or slump, that it stays in place. There's about a three to four minute at body temperature setting time for the full chemical cure. So after four minutes, you've not only had the light cure to, to uh, set the post in, but you've completely cured with the uh, chemical cure within three to four minutes. Right. Okay. Now, some people ask about these resin cements. Well, what's what's the bond strength or, you know, why should I bond? Why don't I just take a glass ionomer, throw it in a crown and put it over the tooth with spit and everything else? Because you can do that with glass ionomers. Gordon Christensen says uh, the CRA testing in the late 90s showed that zinc phosphate basically had about a 1 to 2 megapascal bond strength, polycarboxylate about 3 to 5, a glass ionomer about 6 to 8, and this was their testing, a resin-modified glass ionomer was about 8 to 10, and the resin cements were well over 20, right around 20, so almost double the next case so the fact that uh, the resin cements are stronger they bond better but i think one of the biggest advantages is they're not insoluble most of these other cements break down with saliva and in fact that's what you want a glass ionomer to do right yes because it has to break it has to break down to release fluoride so you know there's a little bit of surface erosion and they're rechargeable but resin cements do not dissolve. So okay. properly placed, cleaned up, and polished, um, they have a very good life expectancy. For the, for the general dentist out there then, what will be, just in your opinion, what would be the, the number one use that most general dentists would be using this for on a daily basis? Crown cementation. So this is going to be best for your crown cementation. And then as you get ready and, and are doing your post, they'll also be able to use this for their post buildups. Correct. So in, in Permaflow DC, coupled with our Unicore post, you get what we call a monoblock restoration in the tooth. So you get uh, Permaflow DC cement around the post and a core buildup around the post, all done at the same time. And once cured, it's one homogenous restoration. So uh, there's a lot being talked about with these monoblock restorations rather than, say, a glass ionomer cement and a canal, which it should not be used, and then an amalgam on top, you, you get different materials of different um, physical properties. So the, uh, the Permaflow DC is an all-in-one uh, material for restoring teeth. Perfect. How many other dual-cure cements are there out there like this that, are, that would be well-known? Well, there, <clears throat> there are a few. However, if you look at, say, uh, Calibra from Denseply or Nexus from Kerr, which I've used and, and aren't bad, they're all in individual syringes. So the advantage is you could do a veneer with just a light cured, but if you want a dual cured, you got to mix two. So now you need a spatula, a pad, and mixing it, incorporating air. The Permaflow DC is in a dual barrel self-contained syringe with a mixing tip. So you never dispense base or catalyst. They're auto-mixed simultaneously. Um, there, there's one or two, I think, on the market that are core buildup materials, but I'm not aware of any other cements that are in dual barrel. Most come as separate entities, and then you hand-mix them. Okay, so one of the advantages to this, then, is that the cements 
are mixed at the same time, but they are separate in the in the syringe. Correct. It's it's like a mini PVS cartridge, and the advantage to uh, resin cements being resin resin, uh, they're easy to mix, unlike powder and liquid uh, materials that can't be used in a syringe for mixing. So after it's mixed, then you can actually go directly into the 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 preparation directly with this um, mixture. Correct. Or uh, loading it into a crown and putting it over the prep preparation. Um, it may need to go inside a smaller syringe to go down inside a deep uh, post canal. But, yep, it's just a slight uh, self-mixing pushing of the plunger. It's all self-mixed, ready to go as it comes out. Okay, so how much easier is it to build a core with this um, system and, and why? Well, it's very easy. If, if you're doing a post, you're already using the material as a cement in which case you just keep applying it. You've applied the adhesive over the, the preparation. So it's more like a continuous uh, procedure. Now, if you have a large core buildup on a vital tooth, you may want a matrix band or something etch, and you can syringe it directly into the matrix band, uh, like cure it as needed, and, and build it up. And you know, the other, the other thing that's nice about this dual barrel syringe is that I don't know about other dentists. Once in a while, my assistant, we'd end up with more catalysts than base on the two-part systems. Well, with this syringe, there's no way your assistant can use more base than catalyst. So at the end of the day, you've emptied one syringe, but yet you still have more catalyst. You're assured of using correct ratios, 50-50, and you'll um, consume them both at the same rate. Oh, okay. Now, I've also, in speaking with a lot of different people, I understand that a lot of them will use a core paste. Uh, how, how does that differ, this product differ from a core paste in, um, in an adaptation? Um, typically, core pastes are exactly that. They're a high viscosity core material. And core materials are different than your Vital Essence or Filtech Supreme or Premise. Um, they're not highly polishable because they don't have to be. However, the highly viscous pastes don't adapt to the cavity preparations as well as a more flowable. In fact, if I was using core paste or, or some material like that, I would take a flowable and put down first to fill the nooks and crannies and irregular surfaces, whether it's a vital tooth or not, because the thicker pastes um, aren't capable of doing that. And I think today most dentists from common sense appreciate and know that the flowables are intended to be used as a liner in a class one, a class two, class three, whatever, before using a paste. So the advantage with this is you don't need a paste core material. Okay. Now I also noticed that they have, with the Permaflow DC bonding, they have bonding primers. When, when are they used and when are they necessary? Well, the bonding primers are the adhesive. So again, you're going to etch the preparation, rinse it, leave it moist, and apply, um, there's an A and a B, and that's it. Apply the, the A copiously over the prep, follow up with B, air dry it, and go right ahead with your cementation. There's no light curing needed. So it's, right. it's, a, it's a very simple process. All right. So it's actually going to be used when there's, uh, it's not necessary to have a, the light cure or when you don't have the light cure. Correct. Okay. Now, is this radiopaque as well? It's radiopaque. It's a little over 70% filled. 
Um, and what's kind of nice is uh, there's only a limited number of shades, but the opaque is very nice for posts because it, uh, it gives you contrast if you have deep margins uh, from a breakdown of a tooth. Uh, there's an A2 and an A3 and a translucent, I believe. So uh, the translucent I've also used for post cementations. So some simple shades, not complicated. Uh, comes with the little mixing tips that uh, lock onto the front. So basically the idea is to save time, money, materials, make life easier for us. Great. And as I was reading through, I saw that, and you mentioned that just now, that it's 70% filled by weight. And if I understand it correctly, it's the highest filled dual cure composite that's in the uh, entire industry right now. Is that correct? Right. Most of the cements are lower viscosity, and you achieve lower viscosity by either less filler or different resins or monomers. But the uh, the advantage, even at 70% filled, uh, we still have a 9 micron film thickness, which means you can use it for anything that's uh, that you're going to cement in your office, be it a Maryland Bridge, an old porcelain. And this is really a good cement now that these all porcelain crowns are becoming more and more popular. Uh, 3M launched theirs a few years ago. Everybody's getting into it. Um, it's a good time to have these resin cements. Do you have any information on the uh, compressive strength of this? Yes, the compressive strength is about 380, I think, 385. And what's good about that is we know the compressive strength of Denton, everybody knows, is about 290. So it's stronger than Denton, even though Denton is the substrate for it. So um, enamel's a little higher, but we're not replacing enamel. So 385 is higher than some paste universal composites on the market that we won't mention. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, all of your composites should have a minimum 300. All right. And one other thing, just I, I know that self-etch is a um, – it's kind of the up-and-coming – trend in a lot of areas so you had your self-etches and now we've actually gone to the self-etch cementation type products and what i understood you say near at the beginning or at the beginning was that maybe we're just not quite there technology wise to uh, put a lot of um, emphasis on those types of products and, and maybe in the future that may be a better product to look at mm. but for right now you'd still stay into this uh, dual cure uh, cement type product yes i i believe so you know some of the self-etched cements may be used uh, for orthodontic brackets where you want something that doesn't bond real good that you can retrieve and break off without busting enamel um, just like the the self-etching adhesives today se bond those have come a long way in six seven years they're still not perfect as far as virgin enamel but they're better than six years ago um, i'll predict that in five to ten years the self-etching cements will be better but the the goal the standard is etch adhesive and a resin cement and until it gets up to that we're not there yet i mean when do you not want a good bond that's all i ask dentists when they say well, i use um this thing that's similar to lollipop that or a, a self-etching I said, I mean, do you use that for like your HMO people? Is that what it's for? I, I don't know. So the dentist has to decide, you know, do I want, you know, the standard of care or 
an expensive alternative. These self-etching cements are not cheap anyway. And in fact, the one of them uh, requires three different pieces of equipment just to activate, triturate, and dispense it. So, but to answer your question again, yes. And, and maybe 10 years, five, we'll have some good products that, that'll be better than today. And as I've asked a lot of dentists, and, and as I'm talking and, and uh, going around different places, what would you want used in your mouth? What type of procedure and what kind of product do you want done to your mouth? Do you want something with the highest bond strength? Do you want something that will give you uh, the best product? Or do you just want something that the doctor is going to use that's simple, fast, and easy? And almost always, I get the response that they would want the best and the strongest going in their mouth. But yet, uh, we don't always see that going out in the industry nowadays. Yeah, I find it interesting that if you if you take a parallel on it, uh, Steve, you're going to the cardiologist for bypass surgery. Do you think he's going to want to use some of those L stitches, you know, on you or maybe use the real ones? You know, I mean, it's I, I often wonder if the cardiologists run into these questions, too, about, oh, well, there's something that's uh, easier. You know, some of these materials, the, the dentist doesn't even need to be there. The assistant... I mean, they're forgiving, they're weak, they're not that good, but the assistant could do it. So where does the dentist play? You know, what part does he play? So um, I just hope my cardiologist isn't one of those. When it comes to needing what I need, I want the best. So, Well, great. Thank you very much. And thank you, Steve. And know your cements. Read the directions, as always. And happy bonding. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. To submit questions or ideas for upcoming podcasts, please send an email to ultradentnews at ultradent.com.